Red Hero Health and Wellness Podcast. I am your special guest host, also known as Kid Number One. This episode is a continuation of Number Seventy. Listeners want to know episode part two. We had so many listener questions that it didn't it didn't all fit into one episode. So we split the marathon recording session into two episodes of more reasonable size. I'm still in charge and will be continuing with my favorite interview interview of your regular hosts. You know them as Jessica and Marco, but I like to call them mom and dad. Picking up from where we left off at the end of episode 70. Hockey questions. First up, what is your favorite pro hockey team? Are you, are you talking to me? Yeah, we're talking to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have a favorite hockey team. I like the feet. You can go live in the like ravine. What's the feet? No, like, she means the Colorado Avalanche because they stamp a like, Sasquatch foot on their shoulder. Sasquatch. And they had a guy named Adam Foot on their team. Who cares about that? They it's had not big hairy foot for a logo. It was Mine great. is the Chicago Blackhawks. It always has been the Chicago mm. Blackhawks ever since I was little. We we did cheer for uh, the Capitals I when we do lived like in the DC Capitals. area, but they're also Eastern Conference and the Blackhawks are Western Conference. Yours isn't gritty. I like the Nobody lo- likes I like the Flyers the except Oh, no. <laughs> I like Gritty a lot. I think he you is like the wildly funny. Yep. No, okay. not, not even in the least bit. But Gritty is all kinds of magical messed upness. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are drugs involved. I am here to watch that story unfold. Oh, my God. It doesn't take a genius to look at Gritty and think drug <laughs> or not think like... Drugs are not involved. I mean, come on. There it's are, gritty. There With are those eyes? He doesn't have eyes. so on drugs. There are a lot of memes with Gritty that I have bookmarked. They, The whole thing just really makes me laugh a lot. Pi- posters of Gritty saying, say no to drugs all over middle schools and high schools. There's uh, the one that's of from the Rudolph... And it's of um, the Bumble and then the Prospector. <laughs> and I think if you just type in Gritty Bumble Prospector, that meme will pop up and you can read it for yourselves. Add in Maury going, you are the father. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> it is. Um. My favorite hockey team is the Capitals and the Blackhawks. Good job, kid number one. Good job. Goalie, why? I think that's a question for you. Why are you a goalie? Because it's fun, and I like it. Good answer. Yeah. How do you feel with your kid in net? Nervous. Oh, I don't like it at all. <laughs> I mean, it's stressful. It's uh, because everybody, all the kids, all the parents... Look at you, look at us, anytime you let a goal in. Um, so there's that. Uh, when you're playing adult hockey, they, of course, everyone expects everyone expects the goalie to always have a shutout, which they aren't that common. Uh, I mean, they happen, but it's not like every game you're going to have a shutout. And you depend on all the things, and they don't get it. Like, it's, it's interesting being a goalie parent, and especially even coaching, I have, and even as a beer league captain and beer league player, a special appreciation for goalies now seeing everything you go through to be a goalie. I don't like it because I'm afraid you're going to get seriously injured. I think you're going to get less chance of being injured being goalie than the other stuff. Not when she's playing against adults who seem to have grudge out and are trying to actively injure her. I know you're talking about. You know exactly who I'm talking about and I am super pissed about it. That dude's 
<laughs> he's gonna hurt an adult, just a no, normal he's player, going not the goalie. My child, and then I'm gonna have to go and him up. He is gonna get up in the parking lot. You're gonna just like cut a right there in the parking lot. And Mrs. Rink owner is both gonna be pissed at you, and you're gonna be her new Mrs. best friend. Mrs. Rink owner is going to be right there at my side if she if he hurts my kid. Oh my god, the two of you are gonna him up. So anyway, one of the other people who I can pretty there. much guarantee that. There Pretty was another much. lady who worked. Hell hath no fury like a goalie's mom and she, the Mrs. Rink the, yeah, and She'll be there too. Once there was a person who called me a bad word and she told me, You tell me if anybody calls you a bad word, I'll go mess them up. She will. Yeah. I you will don't have mess with Mrs. Rink owner. A whole little hockey mom posse and it will not happen again. Okay? I can pretty much guarantee that. Cool. Okay. Next question before your mother gets really fired up. I'm out of my drink. Is it hard watching people launch pucks at your kid? I'm pretty sure we just answered this. Um, <laughs> no, although I don't like full-grown adults winding up uh, with a full-power shot at point-blank range right at your face. And I also don't care for ones in pickup games where you agree to go out there with adults where it normally would be a dead puck like it's offsides or it's icing. And you relax because if there was a referee there, they'd whistle it dead. Yeah. And they decided to all of a sudden do 110% go get the puck and then shoot at your back because goalies aren't padded up on the back. Everything's loaded to the front. And there's and there's really only two heads that we know that would do that kind of thing. And uh, so I don't like it when you've got bruises in weird places. And weird, I mean, places where goalies don't have pads. because And it's not because you were out of position. It's because... Hockey etiquette dictates that that's a dead puck and your team gets it. You've relaxed. You're not, I mean, pretty much the play is dead. The new team's will get it, and they decide to go be a moron. How do you handle the stress of being a goalie mama slash dad? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not really something that I do while I'm at hockey games. Um, Afterwards, I, when we get home. I sit there, and I smile at you the whole time, and I hold my hands together, and I dig my fingernails into my hands while I'm smiling at you <laughs> to give you encouragement. And inside, I'm saying a lot of bad words. Also, I like to take pictures because it takes my mind off of things. I can focus on the technical aspects of the camera. Um, I will say most of the time, especially recently, I've been out there as your coach and it's, I mean, it's easier because honestly I can count on, I know what to expect out of you. I know how much hard work you've put in. I know you're giving me your best when you're giving me your best. If you're not giving me your best, I know how to pull the best out of you. Yeah. So you actually become almost like a security blanket or a strength because then I can focus on the other kids who need help because I, I can count on like, Hey, I don't have to pull I'm pour all in this effort in on kid number one mm-hmm. because I already know she's giving me her best. So how do I bring out the best in all these other kids? Uh, and that actually also helps as a distraction throughout the course of the game where I'm not kind of studying panic mode. Is she going to save this one or that one? It's just like, yeah, she's going to save them. Yeah. Where did you get your kid's goalie helmet? Was the paint job expensive? Okay. <laughs> So your goalie helmet came from Sideline Swap, which is an online forum for buying new and used equipment. It was not overly expensive. I did find it. It was. Um, it still had the certs, though. It's very important with especially ice hockey equipment. Plastics degrade over time. They lose their strength. 
And same with the foam. And so they are certified for a certain amount of time. Yours, I made sure to verify the certifications on it. It's still good. It's good for a few more years, actually. Really? Yes. Uh, after that, all it's good for is like street hockey with, you know, little hollow balls and stuff like that. Or those hollow pucks we have for street hockey and, and drive ho- driveway hockey. The ones that kid number four only yes, uses. Yes, the ones that kid number four uses because they're like super light, lighter than the little blue pucks that mites use. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the paint job, it's not actually a paint job. It's actually a vinyl wrap. It is a standard wrap. Bauer, it's a Bauer helmet. Bauer produced those. It came in, yours is like blue and white and black, and the other one is a red variant. Uh, it's a vinyl wrap. It holds up really well, and it was not super expensive. Uh, I got a great deal on it. Um, but yeah, search. You can find ones like that. Now, oh. the majority they produce are all black or all white, but occasionally you can find ones with vinyl wraps. And then there's companies out there who make custom vinyl wraps you can get. Um, yeah. And those are relatively inexpensive. They will not hold up as great as a full-on paint job. But those are, I mean, they're pricey because you're basically paying an artist and then they got to put the extra clear lacquer on it so it holds up against all the pucks flying against it. And that's not something I'm going to do for my 11-year-old. Or actually, you were, what, 10 when you got that helmet? No, I think it was her 10th birthday she got him. Yeah, it was my 10th birthday because we, I, cause I remember I had a bad day at hockey and he told me, let's go home and you're going to look in like the cabinet and tell me what doesn't belong. And I found a goalie helmet yep. right before my 10th <laughs> birthday. And suddenly it was, yeah, it yeah. was an early birthday precedent. It made you smile. Yeah. Are there other hockey goalies in your family? Yes, there yeah. are. Uh, <laughs> and it, we, we put up the photo of... Isn't it like my great-grandfather? It's my great-grandfather. Your great-great-grandfather was I'm a correct. goalie for Atlantic Mine. Mom and I talked about this on the last episode. Or on uh, episode 69. And then also your little brother dabbles in it a little bit too. I mean, Kid 2 has played goalie before, but he's like, yeah, this is not for me. There are no goalies in my family. My family's from the South. We don't do the hockey. Lame. Anyway. We do the seafood. Kid 3 kind of likes it. He does, I don't know where he's going. I, know, I hope we he, don't know I hope he stays out as a skater. He's mm. a good little skater. He is a good little skater. He does look so adorable in all the pads, though. Yeah, he does. So cute. Looks really cute. Well, we, we put Kid Four in pads. That's adorable. So it's adorbs. Mister <laughs> Rink owner had to tape the pads onto his legs. Oh, though. I know. I watched him skate out there, and he was like, "Come here, Kid Number three <laughs> with and the tape." And I was like, "Oh my god!" For those of you who don't know, um, they had to tape the goalie pads, yeah. the twenty-inch goalie pads. On to kid number three. It was hilarious. (laughs) And then Mr. Ringo just skated off and I was like, oh my God. Look, in hockey, when else fails or how you customize hockey equipment is you just tape them into place. Yeah. (laughs) It was a lot of tape. (laughs) Kid number two, kid number three was happy though. He was like, yeah, my pads are not moving now. Okay. He got a giant improvement on that tape ball though. I know. It was a lot. Yeah. He's got a tape ball of tape that he takes off his socks okay. and stuff. It's the size of a bowling ball. He has been carrying around that tape ball in his bag for two and a half years now. Um, we are approaching Pee Wee Herman level of the size of the ball, and I am getting concerned. He's going to need a bigger uh, hockey bag just for the tape ball. Okay, I have a small that is one. not something that I want to pay for. So you need to get that 
situation under control. I can give him my small one. Do it's, not help it's unless like it involves getting rid of the ball. It is this big. We can get rid of his other one. You won't. It, we can make Nobody it. can see that you're holding up yeah. your hands you're about just... a softball size. This okay. is an audio podcast. Yeah. Next question, please. Um, let me find it. What do you wear under your hockey gear? So for me, I usually, uh, and this is to help keep down on the smell because you're not rubbing off so many skin cells in it. I usually, on the bottom half, I wear um, Under Armour compression tights, but heat gear ones that breathe. And then I have a pair of mesh shorts that have the cup and jock built into it, but also they have these Velcro tabs that my socks come up and Velcro onto. On the upper half, I wear like an Under Armour heat gear shirt, whether it's Under Armour, Nike, Adidas, whatever. And then over my Fitbit, I usually wear a uh, performance wristband, not one of those big fuzzy wristbands, but one that's um, like Under Armour material. And that keeps from... um, my watch sliding around and getting so wet helps wick away the moisture. It also, for some reason, helps muffle it in case my glove is hitting the buttons on my watch. Mm. I don't wear hockey gear, so I have no answer for this. What do you wear under your gear? What do you wear under your gear in the winter? In the winter, it's normally like some Under Armour tights I found at the store because I thought they looked cool and I liked them. Um, hockey socks that I don't know where they come from. I just find them in my Christmas stocking. (laughs) Yes, we do wear skate socks that are like padded up at the arches and at certain spots that usually rub. And like an Under Armour shirt sometimes. What do you wear in the summer underneath your pads? Running shorts, running socks, and a shirt. Do you wear any leggings or hockey, like normal traditional hockey socks to cover your calf and thigh? No. Nope. It's like. And that's why my grandfather goalie... showed up and he was like, I like her pink sweatpants. And you said those are her legs. And he was confused. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Spring and summer, you go with your summer uniform. And even at uh, hockey. My dad? <laughs> goalie clinic, we look out there and all the other goalies are wearing sweatpants and everything underneath. And you just like have bare leg. Yeah. And you're like, it's summer. Yeah, it's too hot to wear pants. Why so much Bauer gear? Are you sponsored? We are not sponsored by Bauer, and we do have a mixture of gear, but we do. Yes, but you great at Bauer (laughs) hockey sponsors. Fantastic. Uh, It just worked out that way that you have um, Bauer gear, a lot of Bauer gear, but I actually have a mixture. I, I wear CCM pants these days. And I have a set of Bauer, or I have a set of CCM gloves and a set of Warrior gloves. And I have a set of um, Windwell gloves, actually. But I also have a Warrior helmet and I have Bauer helmets. And we have a lot of hockey gear. I don't have any Bauer. And like, and actually, what I love about your, your, your pads is you have just basically the kid version of uh, what your goalie mentor wears. Yeah. Uh, his are black and white. Yours are navy blue and white. But you guys, and he has the, what, the S190s, and you have the S170s, uh, Gower, Bauer uh, goalie leg pads. What smells worse, a kid who plays goalie or a pl- kid who plays another position? Literally teenage <laughs> boy hockey players. They leave a stink behind them, which is impressive because it lasts for hours. Yes. Yeah. B- yeah. B.O., Apple shampoo and Axe body spray. However, that said, in our family, 
The goalie smells the worst because you're the oldest. However, your brother will soon to replace you, I'm sure. Yes. The other thing is, like, while the rest of us are airing out our gear, you keep leaving your bags sealed up. I, I air it out. Bologna. Sometimes, what? I'm going Sometimes. to build a hut in the backyard that I'm the going ravine. to move into so that I don't have With a to zip smell line. any of you five. Because I'm sure kid number four is going to jump on this, and I don't want any part of it. So she I'm going to ha- move into the hut, and you guys can have the rest of the house, and it'll be fine. Her name will be Mama the Hut. No, it won't. Yeah, it will. That'll no, be the won't. name of her. She shed Mama the Hut. Yeah. No. She shed, sure. Mama the Hut. No. Come up with something better with your giant nerdy brain. Mama Hut. No. We need to go to New York City. <laughs> Why? No, because that smells no. better. Oh, you're showing me pictures of chocolate. That looks awesome. I want chocolate. Okay. <gasps> but the rest of the city. <laughs> no, I don't want to go like to New York City. Locker. I literally only want to go to New York City to go to Serendipity, and okay. that's it. And they have then it I'm in out. Chicago, don't they? No, it closed. Oh. I'm pretty sure it closed. Moving on. What do you how do you, what do you do to handle the hockey smell? Or does the house just stink all the time? Like I said, I'm gonna build a hut. It did when so, I started because you just left all your gear in the basement. <laughs> no, well, and then we had the library yeah. for a while, but really what we've been doing for a number of years is I've got pegs all over the wall and I built a big series of benches along one wall for all the bags. And like when I come home, so the reason we wear base layers is as soon as we come home, all the soft gear, your hockey socks, and or at least my hockey socks, uh, my jersey, my Under Armour, all that stuff goes in the washing machine. And usually mom, when I'm coming home from my hockey nights, has the washing machine open. So as I enter the house, I open the door, dump the stuff in, come in. The pads, I take them out of my bag, I hang them up. And usually when we're not using the fan for other purposes, I've got a big giant fan that's blowing air on them to help air them out and dry them out. You guys are supposed to do the same. Uh, in the winter, you're not sweating so much, although you and kid number two are starting to sweat more and more. You're supposed to be airing out your stuff. When you were wearing your player gear, I always made you do it. Your goalie stuff, you're getting a kind of a little lazy about it because it yeah. means on your bag, you've got to unstrap your big leg pads, then open it up and pull your stuff out. Yeah. But that's how we basically how we do it is we air out. We take the soft gear, basically the your attire, wash it, and the actual hockey gear, we air it out, dry it out quickly, and hang it up in the garage. Tips for dealing with the smell that comes with hockey gear. Don't let it sit in the bag and ferment. Don't let it fester. Wear those base layers underneath. Air it out and dry it. On occasion, you do want to wash it for the player gear. Most of the stuff actually can go in your washing machine. Air dry it. Uh, you don't want to do it too often. You also can put it out in the sunlight, especially spring and summer, and let those UV rays go and kill all that bacteria in there. Some of the newer stuff says it's antibacterial, but you definitely want to give it a little sunlight. Um, but the main day-to-day thing is dry that stuff out. Don't let the wet moisture sit there and then just grow, especially in a dark place like a hockey bag or a garage with the lights off. Grow all the bacteria because you're just setting yourself up for trouble. Teach your kids to play baseball. Yeah, because baseball players never stink. Their shit's washable, except for the... <laughs> Hockey stuff is washable, too. No. Look at the yeah. baseball nope. catchers these days are wearing goalie masks. No, no, nobody wants to be a catcher. It's hot. It's not going to be an issue. Teach them to play baseball. Everything is washable, except for the mitt. Done. 
What about the bat? The bats don't get stinky. They do. Nope. Batter gloves. They can go in the washing machine. Cup and jack. Shoes. Washing machine. Moving on. Next question. Summer hockey? Why? Because it's awesome. And first off, it's <laughs> hot and humid. Where would you rather be? Ice rink. Air the pool. Go in the ice rink and cool off. That's the only reason you like going All in the right. ice rink. Next question. Hockey, cup or no cup? Cup. 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 Like, if we're talking about Stanley Cup, of course you want the cup. And if we're talking about cup and jock to protect boy junk, you want to wear a cup. Or a Jill, which is the girl version pelvic protector. And we've actually Jill. had some debates at the Jills at, with the women at the rink. Uh, some want to wear them, some don't. And they, actually, the cup, some of them, are, some of the guys are like, oh, it gets in the way. Get one that fits. <laughs> then play. Uh, <laughs> and same with the girls. You know, wear the pro- proper protective equipment. Don't whine when you have a broken pelvis or crushed testicles. Um, yeah, wear the proper protective equipment. Yes, I said testicles. When is when is mom going to di- give in and start playing hockey? Fall. Never. <laughs> Never. Fall. What? Nope. Winter. Nope. Come and come um, in the fall. Nope. Come and play bad, and I and you can score on me, and I'll block them all and say ha ha. Well, then she wouldn't score no. on you. She could shoot at you. Yeah, that's true. Nope. If you're blocking them all, she's not scoring. Okay. Well, look. Hockey's not going to be my thing, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. See? She said yeah. Okay. Shout out for the local league. What? Shout out for the local league. Okay. Shout out for the league. I made some notes (laughs) because I knew this one was coming. Shout outs. First out, shout out to Mr. Rink Owner and Mrs. Rink Owner for building the rink because I grew up around here and we didn't have indoor rinks. And even when they built a quote unquote inside rink, it only had one wall. Uh, shout outs to all the players on our beginner adult development hockey, bad hockey, or the sub goalie that, that is sitting across from me. The C40 plus league or the AB league. Thanks to all those players. My C40 plus captains who really serve as the governors of the league, the commissioner, board of commissioners. I mean, I am the commissioner, but they're really the board of governors. So that would be Dave, Jeremy, Greg, Nicola, Chris, and then me for the C40 plus league. And then the AB league is Zach, Guy, Alex, and Dan. Thank you guys. Tap of the stick going out to C40 plus league right now. As of the time we're recording this, Jamie, I'm, I'm not putting anyone's last names on this, but Jamie is our scoring leader at 13 points. He's also the goals leader at 10 goals. Grace is the assist leaders at six. Kate, which just happens to be Grace's uh, sister, is the penalty leader at six minutes, also known as Mrs. Thug Life. And Dr. Dave is our goalie leader. He's got the uh, the lone shutout. He also is the goals against average leader at 2.67. In the AB League, John is our scoring leader with five points. Zach and Tim are our goals co-leaders at four. Connor is our assist leader at three. Dalton and Jam are our penalty minutes co-leaders at six. Mike is our shutout leader at one. And then Greg the goalie, not to be confused with Greg the captain, Greg the goalie is the goals against average leader. That's a lot of Gs. At 1.25. So there's the beer league shutout. Thank you to all of them. How much beer could a beer leaguer drink if a beer leaguer could drink beer? Congrats Alls. on saying that. <laughs> Alls. Alls. Alls the beers. 
100%. I'm pretty sure they just tried, they tried to do, the person, this person tried to do beer league, but they tried to do the woodchuck thing, but without, but with beer league. Pretty sure, but the answer is alls. Alls. The next section is photography. Woot! <laughs> First question, favorite photo you have taken? Um, it is my um, picture of the six of us from last year. We took it at sunrise at Tiscornia Beach. I rented a fisheye lens for the week for another photo shoot that I was doing. I wanted to get some practice in. Also, I really wanted to attempt to emulate the style of one of my very favorite photographers on the planet. And I freaking nailed it. It is... My favorite picture, the sunrise showed up that morning, and I captured it beautifully. Everybody's looking at the camera. Everybody looks really, really spectacular. I'm sorry. It'd be disappointing if the sunrise didn't show up. Look, it could have been a very boring, gradient, oh, I mean, it could have been that. doopy sunrise. Yeah. Not to mention that was your birthday wish. But the pretty light showed up. That is what I wanted for my birthday. Um, but the clouds were just right. It took the you sun was just August right. to deliver on it. Oh, well. That is when I rented the lens, though. Anyways, it's beautiful. It is wonderful. I absolutely love it. I recently put it up, too, for our Red Arrow uh, Health and Wellness uh, Instagram account. That was the photo of the day fairly recently. It's all of us sitting on the beach at sunrise because we live on the Sunset Coast. Yeah, it is. Beautiful light. It's hands down my favorite picture that I've ever taken of all of us together or just in general taken, period. Um, I would like to print it on a very big canvas or in a very big, um, metal piece of metal, but I haven't gotten the opportunity to do that yet. What about like so. printing it on glass and then hanging it up? Cause they do, they do, they I, mean, do you, that. I mean, you, you can, can do, do that, that, but I think it would be prettier on metal because it really makes the colors pop oh. and the metallic sheen, especially when the light hits it just right, will make everything explode. And mom caught a nice. lot of colors that morning. Yeah, it yeah. was, it was a spectacular morning for that shoot. So favorite photo shoot location. It's the beach. It's always the beach. I love beach photography. It's the best. I like the water. I like the sky, especially at sunset or sunrise. Nothing beats sunset and sunrise light. Even if you're in the middle of a garden somewhere, that is the best light to have for a photography shoot. Um, but the beach with the waves and um, the feelings that it invokes with your subjects, nothing beats it. So it's always going to be the beach for me. Even after years of um, the cross-country team, we kept doing photo shoots at the beach because the school-issued ones were like in the They're cafeteria boring. or the gym. And that was fine for like track and stuff, but cross-country, I felt bad for that team the first year. And so you supplemented it with beach photos. And after that, I kept asking the cross-country teams, what do you guys want to do? Because track there's so much there there's so much to do there's a lot going on but cross country i mean that's a grueling sport that i really respected and we kept doing it every year and i kept asking them where do you guys want these and they always wanted them at the beach the final year that i coached we i actually talked them into sunrise photos which made it more forgiving on you because we had so many people to do but also those photos turned out beautiful yeah they were nice what kind of camera do you shoot with I currently shoot with a Canon 50D. It is, at this point, it is a very old um, crop sensor camera. It, it needs to be upgraded. I have 
my next camera all picked out. Um, I just haven't had the opportunity to purchase it yet. But currently, it's the Canon 50D. It has been a phenomenal workhorse. It produces beautiful images even now. It's your 11 and a half. It is fixing to be 13 years old. Um, and it's, it's hung in there and it has endured everything I have put it through. I adore that camera. Do you ever shoot with film or only digital? I do have a film camera. Um, film <laughs> is tricky. You have to know what you're doing with it, especially if you want to shoot in not auto mood, auto mode, which I always... Auto mode, yeah. It's a mood for sure. Auto <laughs> mode. Um, it's a moody camera. I highly recommend that you don't shoot in auto because those pictures always turn out just sort of blah. Um... But you better know what you're doing because there are no do-overs and you often only have so many frames before the film is over and then you have to pay to get it developed. Film is not widely available anymore and neither is the development process. So I don't use it very often, but I do have it available if I want to. It's longer in terms of feedback too because you take that photo and you got to wait for it to be developed before you know how you did. Whereas digital, you get a... It's uh, right there on the back of the camera. Yeah, you get a preview on the camera. Favorite app for editing pics on your phone? Um, the editing, like the standard editing software that comes with the Apple iPhone, which is what I have, is very good. Um, I don't have any complaints with that, but like in terms of just brightening and adding contrast and all kinds of things, the, the standard editing buttons that are available in the iPhone software are fine. Um, sometimes I do like to kick it up a notch, and I will use either Photoshop Express or Photoshop Fix on my phone. I have the apps for that. I also have a Photoshop account, so I have those available to me. I also really enjoy PicTap Go. I think that their filters that they have are really fun. You can do some really creative, interesting things on there, um, and that is always good. Also, every once in a while, Hipstamatic. It's an old app. It's been around for a really long time. But they have some fun lenses and some fun films on there. And there's limitless combinations. And you can get some really creative things. They have a fisheye lens. They also have a lens on there. I think it's called Salvador. Um, it's reminiscent of Salvador Dali. So everything turns out really sort of weird. It double exposes. It double it double exposes your frame. So you can get some interesting shots with it for sure. Hipstamatic, we've well, we've had before Kid One was even born. Yeah. Now, if you're somebody like me who's just a casual photographer, um, you know, just playing with it, not not serious like you, you can actually set it so that when you shake your phone, it randomly assigns the lens, the film setting, and even the flash setting. So you can just just try fun, goofy stuff. And I mean, you want to get artistic with it, you can. You want to just have fun for and giggles you can do that too yeah it's great you do have to pay for all of the add-on packs though so there's that favorite photography accessory your mother <laughs> <laughs> that's you mine is this like lenses is this i don't know i don't know whatever they what do you want it to be um okay so for lenses i would say the 135 millimeter lens is very phenomenal for portraits 
Um, the Fish Islands is also amazing because you get a very interesting perspective, especially with the background. Um, you can totally do portraits with it. I know every single blog out there in the universe says, don't use a fisheye for portraits, but really you should totally do it with portraits because you will not regret that decision. They will be beautiful. Don't have them like two, two millimeters away from the lens though, because then you'll get a wildly distorted image. But if you have them far enough away, you can create a beautiful image with the fisheye lens that's unique and nobody's going to have anything like it. I also get a really big kick out of my remote control. I have the one that's set up for my camera um, that allows us to take our family photos every year. It's very handy to have. Also, if I'm in a situation where I'm in very low light, my camera is not phenomenal with low light because it's older and it's a crop frame. So if I need to, I can set up the, um, the remote and take other people's pictures that way and that way that eliminates the camera shake that's sure to come with having a longer exposure. Have any of your kids been bitten by the photography bug? No. Kind of. Possibly kid number one. You know, kid number three was out there uh, last night trying to take fireworks photos with his uh, iPhone, which I was impressed with because I'm like, that reminded me of his mother. Kid number four has her own camera that she actively She does takes have a little cam- like a little of- kid camera, and she likes going around taking photos with it. Yeah. She does. I, I don't think any of you are quite as obsessed with photography as I am now or as I have always been. Yet. Yet. Um, no, like even as a small child, I was completely obsessed with photography. If there was a camera available and there was film in it, because yes, I'm old... I was going to take that and go have fun with it. <laughs> there was one of those things you hold in the air for the flash with gunpowder or black powder in it. I would have had that. That. Was, that was mommy. No, it wasn't. I'm not that old. For head was under I'm like a little blanket awesome, by the camera. Those are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Who takes your family photos? Isn't mom the along the shore photography photographer? How is she in the shots? Does she have a staff or partners? Well, first off, uh, along the shore photography, which uh, when we put up the Red Arrow Health and Wellness uh, Instagram account photos, sometimes it says photo credit uh, along the shore photography. That is mom. That's her. That's Jessica. That's her thing. Yep. That's my photography company. Um, I, I am the one that takes all of our family photos. I have the equipment. I have the know how. I cannot rationalize to myself uh, having somebody else take the pictures, especially because I have a very particular editing style and I have not found a photographer that's local to us that meets, that, that does the same thing that I do, which is not to say that they're, they're bad. They're not bad. They're wonderful. It's just, I want my photos to look a certain way and nobody else does it quite like I do here. In terms of staff, when you do have somebody holding the reflector or things like that, it's like me or one of the kids. Yeah, I don't have staff. I, I typically only shoot families or seniors. So if if I need to hold the reflector, I will have like mom or dad come and stand right here and angle it just right. And usually that's enough for me. Also, they tend to like it because it gets them involved in the whole pro- in the whole process. Um, it's It's usually pretty funny because they're carrying this giant like ufo looking thing around and it's it's a good time um but getting back to the question how do you take our family photos because you are the one shooting our photos i am i have 
I mean, I have a tripod and I have a wireless remote and I just, I set everything up. I frame the shot and then when I'm ready, I'll go and pose all of us. I'll hop in and then I'll shoot a couple frames. I'll run back and check the back of the camera to see how they turned out. If things need to be adjusted, I'll adjust them. You'll and then we the try family again. member who screwed it up. Sometimes. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> kids decide to like wrinkle their lip up above their teeth and make weird faces. And I'm looking at you. Because yeah. you are the one doing it right There's now. There's two of us in this room, and it's an audio podcast. Also, kid number four likes to <laughs> pretend to be sad in all of the pictures. She's not actually sad. She just doesn't want to have her picture taken, so she looks super duper she sad. She might be our happiest kid. She is the happiest kid. <laughs> photography not, doesn't not show when the camera that. is out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's but different it's, when me. it's my little. Fo- it's different when it's my um. You get. It's different when it's my big phone because she'll like take it and go to the camera setting or or I'll just catch her with it before she turns it on. Um, and I tell her, hey, don't turn on the camera because one, it's a huge phone in her hand. It's too small for it. And two, it, she and she's going to take like a billion photos and I don't want it to suck up all my face. You can delete them. That's I know, I do. but it takes forever. It doesn't just Click one, scroll down, click the other, it'll highlight everything in the middle. Oh. Or you can just go... We'll show you later. Anyway, yeah. next question. Okay. Um, best advice for new and amateur photographers? Pick up your camera and go shoot. Also, take that little dial on the top, switch it from A to M. Learn your camera settings, learn how to change your exposure, Learn how to change your ISO. Learn how to change everything so that every single bit of that picture is under your control and you get it just the way that you want it to. Best resource to learn all the features and settings of your phone are what? Your phone? Or an ISO. Well, yeah, your phone or your your camera, whether it's on your phone or your actual real camera. All right. So I have an iPhone 12. Is it? The 12? Yes, we have 12s. Okay, yeah. I have an iPhone 12. Um, if you open up a picture, in the top right corner, there's this little button that says edit. If you um, go down to the bottom, there's this little icon on the left side next to the word that says cancel, and it looks like a dial. You want to click on that, and then you have all of these really fun options that you can scroll through. And you want to go in, and you want to start playing with those. And you can change the exposure on your picture. You can change the shadows, the black point, the brightness, saturation, vibrance, warmth, all of it. It is so much fun to play with. Um, I highly recommend shooting with the word, the rule of thirds in mind because that's going to help you compose your picture and make it And what is wonderful. the rule of thirds? You know, the rule of thirds is dividing your frame into tic-tac-toe a board. tic-tac-toe grid. You want to put your focal point at one of the crossroads of that grid. Um, also, if you happen to have an iPhone 12 or one of the previous models, but not too, like the not too more old or not too young, um, there is a setting, instead of just being in photo when you open up your camera, if you scroll over to the right side, it says portrait. You want to then up in the top right corner, there's this little button that says F. Click on the F and that will allow you to change how wide open your shutter is, which is going to make some things in focus and other things not in focus. And that will help you zero in on your focal points and make your image really pop. So that is something that I recommend playing with and getting to know. Anything else? 
our next, um, no, um, because our next, um, section of questions is the food and beverage section. Ooh. First question is, how was the butter fight? And I don't know what the butter fight is. Not fight, flight. Kind of like, have you ever seen... You've been out to us when when I've had a beer flight or mom's had a wine flight. I know what it is. So what's a butter flight? When they give you a bunch of butter on like a little... One of like the beer flight things and you have to eat the butter and taste them. Sorry, mom. We were just looking at... There's a NHL goalie who got... Uh, killed in a uh, fireworks accident. So mom just said, that's sad. Not the mm. butter flight wasn't sad. The butter flight is never sad. <laughs> no, that was quite delightful. It's butter. <laughs> I, and I posted a photo of that a while back. The butter flight was delightful. It was awesome. Absolutely mm. loved it. I, I wish the bread that went with it looked absolutely delicious when we did this. It was delicious. Uh, but we're low carb or at least especially me so i, I am not low carb on but i had the various different butters on my veggies and my steak and everything else i was eating that night i just didn't put it on the various breads and did that you was do this in, in mackinac yeah. no we did no, this in, in gladstone at a, a restaurant up there so but yeah. it was a little paddle that came no. out kind of like it would have a paddle of beer or in that place actually i had a wine flight, flight beer flight it had a margarita flight and it had a Butter flight. Um, butter. Yeah. Butter. Butter. But to clear something up, the UP is not just Mackinac. Yeah, I know. There's a lot oh more to it. Because she said... Mackinac's not even... Yeah. No, no. The Mackinac's not even the UP. You're not even there yet. I know. St. Ignace is like, congratulations, you made it to the UP. That's the gateway. Yeah, I know. Um, favorite cut of steak. I don't know. I just eat whatever steak you give me. I like T-bones. T-bones are good. I love Delmonico's. Uh, I I mean, a tomahawk is fun to throw on the grill for like Father's Day or something because it's like, I mean, it looks like a giant tomahawk. But uh, Delmonico's are probably my favorite. I do love ribeyes. Filet mignon, eh, it's, it's good, but I don't know that it's worth all of it's the not blood that goes with enough. it. Yeah. Um, same with New York Strip. I actually like ribeye is more because there's more fat in a ribeye which means there's more flavor in a ribeye than a they are good yeah but t-bones are great i'd probably go with t-bone or delmonico i feel like we would really like wagyu but we haven't that's had not a cut that's a different tone different it doesn't thing. matter the you point is wagyu all the cuts that we would really like it we just haven't had the chance to have it. anyway popsicles or ice cream cones i say drumsticks ice, ice cream, cream cones. cones yeah Popsicles are good, too, but ice cream cones. Ice cream cones. Ice cream is so good. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. I do like my tea, and I do like various teas, but coffee. Which I don't you... like any I don't like any tea ever, so it's always coffee. Favorite gin? I would say, uh, honestly, my favorite was uh, Journeyman Distilleries out of Three Oaks, Michigan's uh, Field Gin. They partnered with the Field Museum out of Chicago, there is so many botanical notes, and we spoke about this, uh, going on in that gin. It's really exciting. I really like that gin. Um, Not a sponsor, just really like it. I don't love gin. It's okay. I feel like, though, if I can get my hands on the Empress gin, I will really, really like it. I, I do want to try it, but <laughs> it's also because it's purple. It's purple! It's beautiful! 
Instagram is covered in to pretty fair, purple drinks. I want them. I would take rum and whiskey any day over a gin, but same. That that it's journeyman gin is really, really it's just just so much going on. It's interesting. Which of you does more of the cooking? Marco. Me. Ketchup. Hands down. No no conversation about it. Ketchup on a hot dog. No. No. Not if you're over yes. the age of, if you're over the age of twelve, no. Yes. No. How old are you? Eleven. There you go. If you're over the age of twelve, no. Mustard and onions. I worked That's at it. I worked at a hot dog cart. Actually, I technically worked at the hot dog cart for four years. We specialized in Chicago style hot dogs. We had ketchup, but it doesn't belong on a Chicago style hot dog. We had ketchup because we serve little kids and adults who haven't progressed in terms of their taste buds past mm. that. But I like ketchup. Great, you're eleven. <laughs> Burrito, black beans or pinto beans? No beans. Black beans. I just don't eat. Actually, don't these days, none because I'm low carb. But back when I, I used to put beans on my uh, burritos, I'd get black beans. I don't like beans, so never any beans. I don't like beans, and I don't. Really They're the musical care for fruit. Bur- they make you fart. I don't really care for burritos that much, though. Mm. Oh. Get out. I don't like bacon either. You know. Get that. out. <laughs> Moving on. Um, what do you put in your morning coffee? I put two tablespoons of heavy whipping cream and then the caramel Torani's sugar-free simple syrup. So I'll either have it black or I'll put the sugar-free Torani's flavored syrup in it. Um, If I need some heavy cream, I'm looking for some fat, I'll put heavy cream in it, uh, an ounce per 8 to 12 ounce. Sometimes I'll also put coconut milk in, not the kind in a can that's super heavy and was guaranteed to make you go run to the bathroom and poop yourself silly. Just the kind that's kind of like almond milk, only it's with coconuts. Uh, so it makes it a little tropical. Uh, for a while, I was putting the um, the low-carb, zero-sugar monk fruit sweetener, but I've kind of we've ran out of that, and so I've been going without it for almost all summer. That pizza episode you teased, is it coming? It is. But we're experimenting with several different types of low-carb pizza options, and it probably will be fall or winter before we do it. Because also, honestly, we only experiment it on days that are, one, it's got to be towards the weekend because the early part of the week is busy for us, and the other part is, if it's crazy hot, I don't want to stand in front of a 700-degree oven. Yeah. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes. Yes. No. Get out. <laughs> I don't you always get out. put it on my pizza. Y'all are nasty. No, we're not. I've loved pineapple on pizza since I was a kid. Gross. Pineapple on pizza oh is good. Pineapple on nope. pizza with chicken and bacon and Canadian bacon? That's not a pizza. No. I don't no. know what that is, but that's not a pizza. It's delicious. Pineapple and no. mushrooms. It's delicious. Nope. I like pineapple and mushrooms on my pizza. <laughs> no, it's not. It's delicious. Only, but only what, when, do you, what do you got next? Um, go to a weeknight low carb family n- dinner. Probably uh, turkey roast chicken, turkey tacos. Okay. Ground turkey tacos or uh, rotisserie chicken from the grocery store. Virgin keto cocktail recipes. Hmm. I mean, we could do an episode like that. Maybe we should. Maybe we should at some point. You just, we don't have any virgin recipes right now. You just want drinks. 
Okay, <laughs> little judgmental eleven-year-old. Like, like to like to have drink podcast episodes because we seem. To I mean, because it. most of our listeners are adults. How many? Like, I don't have data supporting that they're kids. No, but mom seems to have a lot of fun with those ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How often do you listen to our drink episodes? Sometimes. Apparently really? Because the most of them we no. put in and say our runners shouldn't listen, but apparently you don't classify yourself as one of our She's runners. She's not a runner. I don't like running that much. <laughs> you ran with me all last summer. Yeah, well. Well, I wanted to do some 5Ks this summer because you keep chickening out. Okay. Okay. This is um, off the rails. <laughs> do you ever cheat? I just noticed that her, her scrunchie matches her shirt. Of course it does. I did that on purpose. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> I just noticed that. <laughs> What do you, do you ever cheat on your diet and what is your number what is your number one cheat food? I cheat all the time and it's with candy. I cheat okay. too. Uh, I shouldn't. Uh, I pay for it on the scale, but my number one cheat food in terms of what I end up I mean number one in terms of frequency is probably potato chips and uh, popcorn when you guys are eating it. Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, like today like kid number 4 broke out the dill pickle um Potato chips and oh my god, those are hard to result. There's this. My number one cheat food are salty carbs like potato chips and flavored popcorn. Isn't kid number four not allowed to have chips until she eats her entire the rest of her lunch? Yeah, because she'll pick out on chips and not eat her sandwich at all. Yeah. What do you miss most since growing low low carb? Candy. Chocolate. Is kid number one still baking up goodies? Will she get her own kid? Will she get her own cooking episode? I mean, yeah, you just cooked a giant, what, like quadruple batch of cookies, chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. You're not, uh, it wasn't like COVID where you were cooking banana bread like every mm-hmm. couple of days. <laughs> I was buying, the nice thing was the grocery store sold the overripe bananas so I could buy them so we didn't have to buy them and then like hope like, oh my God, it's like the 24 hour window where it's perfect to make banana bread. Um, you could buy them ready to go that day, and you were making lots of banana bread for everybody. It's calmed down, but you did make some cookies for everybody. Yeah. Now, in terms of getting your own cooking episode, do you think you got enough recipes to do a cooking episode? Because you've already done banana bread, you've already done cheesecakes, you've already done... Have you done cookies? I don't think I've done cookies. You've done banana bread and cheesecakes. Yeah. You think you got enough recipes to do a, your own episode? Because if you do, I'll, I'll, I'll create an episode for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You should call it cookies with kid number one. <laughs> can you do can you do some low carb versions of these? Or maybe you do your version and mom and I do the low carb version. We can do that. Alright, you got enough recipes? I think so. Cool. We'll fit that in somewhere, but it's not gonna be in the month of July. Okay. Because July is pretty much booked. Favorite drinking story. <laughs> oh. oh. Hmm. Who submitted this question? I don't know. <laughs> I, so we went to Florida State for grad school, and the tailgating situation at Florida State is like nothing else you've ever seen. Off the train! It's, <laughs> it's really, really fun, and it's very easy to have a good time. Go Knowles! And um, one of those days... <laughs> Because the entire fall is just a giant, it's tailgating every weekend. Um, we went to Publix and we bought those little tiny jugs, you, you know, like a little tiny pop top water jug things. They were different colors. And um, we bought a massive 
thing of rum and we decided to make drinks and we poured most of the rum we got florida cano which is from nicaragua it's a nice central american rum yeah and we put it like half in mine and half in yours and then we put in something else with it Coca-Cola. No, was it Coke? Ew, yeah, it was rum and a Coke's. travesty. Um, it is, because it's a, a very good rum that we right, just wasted. Just rum and Coke. Coke. Okay, so, and okay. then we went tailgating, and we had that. But the jugs were, like, three quarters full of just flat-out rum. rum. Um, so we had that, and then, like, you couldn't take it into the stadium, because that was not allowed, so it was... All of this Finish has to it. be all of this has to be gone before we go into the stadium, because we are not just throwing this in the trash. Um, so channel your inner Mortal Kombat and finish it. Yeah. So I drank all of mine. I'm pretty sure you drank all of yours. And then we went into the stadium. And my thing... Well, we also had planned on an entire like morning through afternoon of drinking but you were late getting late getting out of the house late getting there then you need you a new blaming f- it all on me this is know. not all my fault then you need a new florida state gear so we went to the bookstore and got new stuff then we went and got some food from qdoba which we've spoken about our trips to qdoba, qdoba. which they recognized us going in <laughs> then we started our drinking so we then we're, we're compressed our drinking with the quantity we had but we less time yeah we had to finish it um we so had then, to we're we're not gonna waste it right so we go into the stadium. I had this thing where, like, the whole reason I would go into the football games is to get the tiny little personal pan pizzas from the Pizza Hut vendor. It was, it was Papa John's, wasn't it? No, it was Pizza Hut. No, no. Depending on the year. There are pictures. Okay, but some years it was Papa John's. Pizza Hut is better, though. So if the Pizza Hut was available, I was getting the Pizza Hut personal pans. I, um, So I had one of those. There are some really funny pictures from that night. And then, like, I got, I don't know, halfway through that pizza, and I looked at you, and I was like, I don't really... I don't feel so good. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And you're like, okay, bye. And so we are halfway through the first quarter at this point, or actually a quarter of the way through the first quarter at this point. So I went to the bathroom and I proceeded to get very, very sick. And I was in there for, I guess, a really long time. And finally, longer than somebody who was just emptying their bladder and maybe colon. I don't know how long I was in there, but finally somebody noticed that my feet were backwards and that I was actively vomiting. And I remember this person knocked on the door and she was like, are you okay? And I said, I'm fine. I just don't feel very good, but I am fine. Like, I remember remember having a coherent conversation with this person. Well, she could hear me throwing up and she decided that I was not fine. So she went and got the paramedics. And they came and they knocked on my bathroom stall door and I refused to open it. And instead, I called my best friend, and I had a conversation with her, and I pointed out how dumb it was that the paramedics were there, because I clearly didn't need them, because I was on the phone. Was your best friend in Tallahassee at the time? No. Where was she at? Michigan. That's not the point. The point is, is that I was on the phone having a conversation with her in the stall. Um, and then I got off the phone. I tried calling you, but you didn't answer. And finally, like, the paramedics loud in that stadium the paramedics they went um are you we we need you to open the door and i said no i don't need to open the door i am fine and they said okay we're going to leave now without helping you and i said thanks see you tomorrow (laughs) and And around that time like i had eventually signed that i had missed 17 calls from your mother (laughs) so i went down and i kind of heard part of a broken voicemail in the bathroom so I go down to the restrooms underneath our seats in uh, 
Doe Campbell Stadium. And that's when I hear the very loudly coming out, even though from the roar of the crowd, I hear a thanks. See you guys tomorrow. And two <laughs> paramedics coming out, shaking their heads. I would like to point out I was completely fine. <laughs> not completely. I didn't wind up in the hospital and go. I'm not dead. So yeah. I was fine. But you're ready to go get me out of the stadium now. Yeah, because I thought I was going to get arrested. So, and fair point. And, um, but like I had planned on having an entire game <laughs> to wear stuff off. So we had had those. Plus, I had come in with cargo pants full with our flasks, our airline drinks, and we had poured drinks when we got in there. So now we got to get out of the stadium and get across campus to the main parking garage in the center of campus. And to which point we just got to the car and passed out in there. We took a really long nap. We took a long nap and we woke up in the biggest parking garage like on campus. Four was o'clock in the morning. Empty when we woke up. Yep. Yay. Yeah, that's grad my student. favorite story. What's yours? Grad student life. <laughs> I don't recommend doing that ever. No. Okay. That's a no for you. Okay. Mm. Um. What is your favorite drinking story? I don't think I have a good one. Um, I do, I, I think it was the tastiest <laughs> one was the weekend you graduated college, undergrad, not grad school. Although grad school, it was yummy because, so you graduated, your program was a joint program between uh, Florida State's Tallahassee and Panama City campuses, and your parents went out and you guys had the choice of walking at either campus, and you chose the, the Panama City campus because it was smaller, more personal. Mm-hmm. But the nice part was your parents took us out to eat and there's better restaurants out that way in terms of seafood. And we got crabs, blue crabs. But um, the weekend you graduated your undergrad, you were a year behind me. I I got invited out by one of the second grade teachers at one of the schools I was working at. And she had a whole hog pig roast at her house. And she had punch. (laughs) And it was so I went went to the lab i watched you walk across the because uh, we had pretty good wi-fi connection there better than i had at my at my townhouse so i watched you walk across the stage i cheered i went to the the pig roast and had some punches and was sociable but i didn't find out until as i was leaving or actually actually i left i got it through a text message oh by the way the punch wasn't spiked with vodka it was spiked with everclear <laughs> and I was at a sushi restaurant and it boy it hit me. And What's so I went out and just ended up in my car. And at one point my phone's ringing off the hook and it's one of the buddies and he's like, "Where are you?" I'm like, "We're at Halligans. Where are you?" Halligans being the Irish pub that we all ended up with because we try to avoid the the Tennessee Street strip in uh Panama or in uh, Tallahassee because that's where all the undergrads went. We want to be away from our students. I'm like, "I'm in the parking lot. Why are you in the parking lot?" Cuz like passed out in the back of my car <laughs> couldn't drive i just went and took a nap and so i eventually went in but um yeah it was uh the damn everclear punch the pig roast was awesome uh i did miss you know being around you for your vacation or not your vacation your graduation but there's some hilarious pictures of your graduation where you're like your dad's lifting you up and carrying you because you are his his little baby <laughs> you know you graduated college <laughs> those yeah and you avoiding stepping on the w underneath the library at the clock tower at the library at western michigan because we all walk around it you don't step step on the w the w the the, why well because the superstition yeah superstition there is if you step on it you'll fail your finals and so mom's in her cap and gown 
pretending to step but not step. I didn't actually step because I the hadn't w. gotten my final grades yet. And like maybe if I had stepped on it, I would have failed everything and my acceptance to Florida State would have been revoked and it could have been tragic for me. So I did not step on the W. Yeah. So that's the best story I can come up with right now. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. other ones. Next, next question. So now we're in the miscellaneous category. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, what was your favorite subject in high school? Ooh, tricky. Mine was either uh, world history or computer programming, and they were both taught by the same person, which was Carol Dedan, who did a fantastic job. She was also the one that told me that I was heading off to college, and I was a civil engineering major. She's like, don't be just a damn engineer. <laughs> Study some other things. And that because of her, I took... Uh, general psychology which really lit a fire and led to a whole career in behavioral psychology was because she told me don't just be basically don't be a nerd and just study math and science or math and like physical science and chemistry study other things and i did um mine was probably either anatomy and physiology which was taught by the wonderful mrs anderson or it was my Spanish class, which I took. I took Spanish for all four years of high school. And from sophomore year on, I had the same teacher each year, Senora Duzma. Um, and she was a hoot, and it, she made it a lot of fun. Quick note, her daughter mm-hmm. was on my cross-country team. Actually, her oldest son was, too. And her younger daughter was on the middle school. And so, like, her kids ran cross-country with me in high school. Yeah, mm-hmm. but... Um, I really wanted to be a doctor when I was younger, and so anatomy and physiology fit right in with that, and it was a really good, um, base study on, 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 in those subjects for me, um, and that was great, because it taught me a completely different way of studying, and then Spanish was just, it's fun, and I thought that I would minor in Spanish, because it seemed... You were good at it? I was good at it, and it seemed easy at the time. Um, I wound up not doing that, but I don't regret taking... Spanish for as long as I did at all, and that teacher definitely made it entertaining. How much do you sleep? Do you ever sleep? <laughs> I, uh, according to my Fitbit, I average a little under six hours a night. Um, I'm getting somewhere between five and seven hours a night, depending on the day or night and when I get up in the morning. It's very rare that I get over seven and a half. Like, actually, I have my Fitbit goal set at seven and a half hours, and it's very rare that I hit my goal. Um, So I'm really at, I really am around six hours. It's usually coming in like five hours and 55 minutes, somewhere in there, for the amount that I sleep per night. Hmm. I know. It's not not what you're supposed to have, but also if you listen to our genetics uh, thing, it's not shocking given that even with my genetic report it said i was going to sleep less than the average person sharks yay or nay yay yay fun to sleep sleep with fun to swim with um my uncle made he once we went to uh was it your cousin's wedding that we went that he was there yeah yes so he made me promise that i bought a shark week that year and I said yes. And then he also made me promise um, 
that I, he also made me clarify that I like sharks, and then he gave me this giant 3D printed shark tooth of what a megalodon shark tooth would have looked like. Yep. Okay, the thing to watch out for, for your uncle, though, is, <laughs> wow, it's great that you love sharks, it's great that, you know, maybe one day you'll go swimming with sharks like I've done, I'll go with you. Yeah. But, uh, the one step, when you've gone a bridge too far, so to speak, <laughs> is when you're like your uncle and you like the San Jose Sharks. Because that's his favorite hockey team. Talk to your, talk to my younger brother. I'll talk to him later. I know <laughs> your younger brother has a San Jose Sharks jersey. I bought that jersey for his birthday. Yeah, I know. But uh, that's when you've gone too far is when you like the San Jose Sharks. In terms of the species, well, there's multiple species. The yeah. animals, the sharks, fine. Another thing is um, an animal, in the summer of, in summers in Animal Crossing, there is... Oh, God, Animal Crossing. Okay, so when you go fishing, there are these, these they're like little, like, teardrop blobs in different shapes and sizes. And sometimes they're really long and skinny, and you can tell it's an eel, and those are really hard to catch. But other times, they have a dorsal fin sticking out of the water on their little bodies. So I always, like, parade around the shores of my island looking for those fish, because when you catch them... They're either an animal that has, like, a dorsal fin, like a shark, like a sucker fish, because I've caught in one of those, mm. but I've also caught in a bunch of sharks, and I've caught in two great whites, which one of the great whites I gave to, to uh, kid number three. I caught a hammerhead, I caught a whale shark, I caught a saw shark, and I think that's it. And most of those sharks are in the aquarium that we have in the museum. And they're cool. really cool to look at. Very good. Yeah. Boxers or briefs? Boxers. I don't care. Oh, so you're just commando? No, I wear briefs. <laughs> <laughs> but this question isn't for me. It's for you. I don't know. Maybe it is. It's not. It's we not. got listeners around the world. They Maybe do all said, sorts of things. Not. Anyway. What does behavioral analysts do? Wow. And it was written behavioral when I came in. I copy and pasted it. So it's... And it's analyst, not analyst. <laughs> <laughs> they do everything, really. I mean, we're gonna we have an episode scheduled to come up on this on what your mom does. But if there's human behavior, and actually, if you want to go full out, it's if there's behavior, whether animal or behavior or human. We're there and we do it. We're all over the place. Just most people don't realize it because we don't always use that title. So uh, we'll come back to you on that one, especially starting with uh, the episode where we talk about with what your mom does. Ooh. Is behavioral analyst something new? Growing up, we didn't have people like that in my school. Behavior analyst. It is not something new. Uh, it was not... And even now, it's not in every school district if, for, in terms of schools, but it certainly has been around uh, for quite a while. It is one of the younger pieces. I mean, psychology as a whole is relatively a younger science compared to like physics or chemistry. And behavioral psychology is one of the younger subsets of psychology. That said, there have been consulting firms uh, since the 70s and 80s who have been in the schools providing services for those who need them. In parts of the country, some are still lagging behind, and in some parts of the country, they're like, what? Any side effects of losing weight that, that no one talks about? 
No. I would say yes. I mean, one, a lot of my baseball caps, especially the fitted ones, don't fit right. Like, no one talks about, like, oh, your head might, like, my actual skull hasn't shrunk, but there's, if you're, like, really, really fat, you actually have extra skin and matter around your head. My, uh, my, sh- my feet are smaller. My feet are not as fat. So I actually wear a smaller shoe size now. And just then there's the self-image pieces. You're just not used to being smaller. Biggest surprises after losing weight? People's reactions to you. Tattoos? No tattoos for me. Yeah, I got a couple. You have one on your leg and you have one on your shoulder, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I got the one on my shoulder when I was 18. And the one on my leg I got after I got my PhD. Have you ever used a Shiwi favorite brand? A what? I have not used a Shiwi because I'm not a she. What's a Shiwi? It's a little funnel thing you use when you go have to go no, piss in the woods. No, that's not no. Mm-mm. Remember one of your students, one of your undergrads went ca- exactly backpacking through uh, the Grand Canyon <laughs> and somebody stole her Shiwi. Yep, they did. She was upset. I I would be too at I multiple levels because that's actually just at a principal level. That's disgusting. Yep. Somebody stole her like pee funnel. Yep. Like it's for girls. It's like a little funnel you put up against your business <laughs> so you can easily pee in the woods without mm-hmm. peeing on your leg. And so that's something she had been using for a while and she was out camping and somebody stole it so they could easily go pee in the woods. But like gross. Yeah. You like I'm surprised you're not more grossed out by this. You're just like whatever. I don't think she knows what you're talking about. Think about it. Hmm. <laughs> Where do you get those crazy pineapple suits? Amazon. <laughs> Half bomb sing the country of the world song. Hit it. I don't know the country of the world. <laughs> From Animaniacs? Nope. It was every country in the world. Of course the world has changed since that show was on. Or yeah, the episode on. was on. You can't play it because I don't want to pay the licensing fee for it. Okay. Um, Google it if you want to know. I know what it is. I've no, I mean it. just in general for the audience. Oh, okay. Um, biggest positive of being quarantined. I mean, there really was some family togetherness going on. That yeah. I mean, we're not like a totally distant family, but still, it was not the end of it. Honestly, last year I felt like I was in the best physical shape of my life. Last year, because it offered the opportunity to go for more bike rides. We had the pool open, some more pool time. Um, but even even if the pool was open this year, I still feel like I would have had more pool time last year. It just offered a lot of opportunities. We did more baking at home. Yeah. Was it love at first sight? Pretty much. Yep. Weren't you terrified of hurricanes when you were in Florida? No. Clearly not, since we already told the story of, like, in past episode where... There was, uh, it was the year that we had so many hurricanes hitting uh, Florida, but we went down for a conference that was originally in Daytona Beach, got moved to Orlando. The hurricane veered off to the Atlantic. Everyone's like, oh, we're good. And it did a loop-de-loop and oh, came no. back. <laughs> so uh, the, the conference is wrapping up. Everyone's vacating the building for the most part, except for some of the staff got abandoned there. They had to clean up, which are some of our friends. And your mom and I are... Uh, evacuating Orlando, but we stop and we play 36 holes of adventure golf at a Pirate's Cove place. Why? Palm trees are bending sideways, and we're like, maybe maybe we should hit the road and go back to Tallahassee. Lisa, 
left before the storm got there. All but the we way. weren't terrified of hurricanes. There, when we glued a TV, this is kind of fun and interesting. But no, we weren't terrified. No, we. They would bring Bill Nye, the science guy, onto like CNN, and we would toast him with our drinks during our hurricane parties. Usually so, hurricanes. Yeah. Why well, live in Michigan? Why Cost not? Cost of living is cheaper. Yeah. It's a great place to live. You get all four seasons. It's a nice place to raise kids. I mean, that's a it's big part. Quiet. Oh, yeah, we're it close to the lake. We're close to the water. There's, you know, you want to go to a major city. We're, we're not too far from Chicago and Detroit and Indianapolis, but we're also not too far from going out camping or backpacking or country stuff. So you we got also, everything right here. You can also grow most types of foods here. We can. Mm-hmm. And this is also the fruit belt of Michigan. Yeah, I know. And there's a lot of wineries, distilleries, and breweries. And I mean, mm. it's just, it's a fun it's place nice. to live. Are you living your best life? No. Nah, but not too far from it. I mean, could be worse. Mm-hmm. You're just stressed out because you're working really long hours lately. Yep. Before we go, though, we do need to give a shout out to the final set of Red Arrow Challenge champions. The Red Arrow Challenge has been our weekly multi-sport competition, virtual competition, like really like no other. We have did this for a little bit over a year, and now it's time to wrap it up. We, we mentioned that back in episode 68, which was a continuous improvement process. We gave a shout out in episode 69, letting people know that we were wrapping this up. Now, this isn't the end-all be-all for virtual competitions. We'll probably do more. If you want to do other ones, hit us up on our Instagram or contact us any which way. We've got multiple venues out there through social media. And we'll create other virtual competitions that are free to do. But for now, this is your final set of Red Arrow Challenge champions in the categories of... Swimming. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 40 to 49, Jesse's Girl. Running. 9 and under, Easy E. 10 to 19, Soleil. 20 to 29, H. Kaner. 305. 30 to 39, The Logan. 40 to 49, Coach T. 50 to 59, Johnny B. Good. 60 to 69, Pac Mac. Featured members, me. Walking. 9 and under, Easy E. 10 to 19, Soleil. 20 to 29, Smytha. 30 to 39, Rando. 7, 40 to 49, Coffee Dude. 50 to 59, Teddy. 68, 60 to 69, Sunny D. Featured members, me. Biking on road. Nine and under, Yellow Ninja, 10 to 19, Soleil, 20 to 29, H. Kaner, 305, 30 to 39, Cyclopath, 40 to 49, Coach D, 50 to 59, nobody, 60 to 69, Kilogram Mill, feature members, me. Biking off road. 10 to 19, Lucky Dude, 20 to 29, Husky Mike, 30 to 39, Dirt Devil, 40 to 49, Cyclone. Sit down paddling. 20 to 29, H. Kaner, 305, 30 to 39, Rando, 7, 40 to 49, nobody, 50 to 59, A.R. Miller. Sit up, stand up paddling. 20 to 29, Gator Boy, 30 to 39, Me West, 40 to 49, nobody, 50 to 59, Mary Mary, 60 to 69, Sunny D. Cross country skiing. 30 to 39, Alberto, 40 to 49, El Tipper on 95, 50 to 59, Big Juan, 64. Skating. 20 to 29, Lexi, 30 to 39, Wildcat, 40 to 49, Coach T, 50 to 59, Big Juan, 64. Nobody older than that. Featured members, me. Hockey. 
10 to 19, Soleil, 20 to 29, Lexi with two X's, 30 to 39, Mooseman, 40 to 49, Coach T, 50 to 59, Herb, 60 to 69, nobody. Feature members, me. Points. Nine and under, Easy E, 10 to 19, Soleil, 20 to 29, H Kaner, 305, 30 to 39, Rando, 7, 40 to 49, Coach T, 50 to 59, Big Juan, 64, 60 to 69, Pac Mac. Feature members, me. So, Yay, congrats, everybody. So that's Woo-hoo! it for the Red O Challenge. But we're not giving up on podcasting. We got more podcast episodes coming your way. Yeah. For now, though, that's it for this edition of the Red O Health and Wellness Podcast. Check back every week. We drop episodes every Monday, almost every Monday. This has been episode 71. But for now, it's been fun. Loads of fun. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.